at times when we look at our life as a whole, it's very challenging. It's really challenging. There are too many details that we struggle to handle with every day. If I look at my life, my tasks never seem to be ending. I have to do this, I have to do that. I have to deal with this particular situation. I have to deal with this particular, other, another situation. I have to go to this place, that place, meet this family, meet that family, and attend this meeting and attend this training session. And at times even people think about you know, moving from one place to the other place, health issues, family, settlement, and you know, financial difficulties, making right decisions. You know, there are so many things on our way. At times they seem to be very heavy on us because we don't, we don't, at times we are so tired of dealing with all those things. Times we want to get away from all these things, you know, maybe for two weeks time. Because we are so tired, we are so challenged. We find it so difficult to handle those things. You know, if it's not only us, if you talk to a preschool kid, he or she has the same struggle. Or you talk to somebody who is, you know, transitioning from the school to the university, they have their own struggles. A newly married couple, you talk to them, they have their own struggles. Or an old parent, aging parent or grandparent, they all have the similar struggle of life we all deal with. We all have challenging days ahead of us, there is no doubt about it. The challenges never seem to be ending, never seem to be leaving us. They are always there. There is no doubt that this journey is too far that is ahead of us. But all that it takes is one step at a time. The mountain at times is too, it's too steep to climb. It's not possible to climb at all. But remember, we climb only one step at a time. We don't climb the entire mountain. We climb only one step at a time. So this morning I titled my sermon as One Step at a Time. One Step at a Time. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Take the first step of faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. When we stand in front of, you know, yesterday we were all there in Victoria Park, right? So we were, I mean, we, we were all just, many of you, are, you climbed the ladder, Jacob's ladder. And we both, you know, with great difficulty, we just walked and then we came up to, the, up to, the, up to Jacob's ladder. And we looked up and it is too steep. And our people have gone there very ahead of us. And we both looked and we both looked at each other and, and we, we were just, we need to make a decision there. Whether we want to go up or not. And as you know, and I was always there, you know, I was always willing to go up, take the challenge, but then, <laughs> then finally, I also told no. Um, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> You're all putting me in trouble now. So finally we decided, okay, let's, let's bring we both, right? So we both decided not to climb. And it happened to be a good decision. Yeah, yes, right? So, <laughs> so we did not. So when we look at the struggles that we have ahead of us, we look them at as a whole, it's a very steep, very high mountain in front of us. And he says, take the first step in faith. 
You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Psalm 37 verse 23, word of God says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. The step, not the whole journey. The step is what Bible is talking about. Even though God had already mapped our entire life, God wants us to take one step at a time. God wants us to take one step ahead of us. When Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and the light to my path. Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Ancient travelers, they carry an oil lamp, swinging the lamp back and forth so that, you know, they just have enough light for their feet. They just have enough light so that they can take the next step, not for their entire path. You know, that's how God does he doesn't illuminate the entire road ahead of us. He doesn't illuminate the road that, are, that is miles ahead of us. But he has promised us enough light so that we can put our next step in our journey. You know, this is a life of child of God. This is how God wants us to live when we live on the face of this earth. This morning I pray that God may speak to you. There are some of us thinking that how I'm going to handle the challenges. It looks like Lord God had left me all in between in my journey. But God has not left you. God is right there to show just enough light so that you may be able to put your next step in your life. When we drive in the, light, in the night, the headlight of the car is not really to expose the dangers that are miles ahead. No, 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 not at all. If you drive night, you know, you, you understand what I'm talking about. It is just enough for us to take the right decision. Can we maintain the same speed? Or can, should we reduce the speed? Or can we, how do we handle the bend that is coming ahead of us? You know, we have just enough light ahead of us so that we will be able to drive. And you know what? The funny part is we will reach. We will still drive miles after miles just with that little light that we have ahead of us. God knows if we see miles ahead, he knows that we will lose our immediate focus and we will start thinking about the miles that, that is ahead of us. And you know what? That is going to cause danger. Even when you use high beam, you tend to look ahead. You know, you may miss what is in front of us. That's how, you know, when you turn on the high beam, you find it difficult to see what is next to you. God has not given us a high beam in our lives. God has given us a low beam so that we will know what is just ahead of us. You know, God wants only that to be shown to us, that need to be known to us. If God had told me, what I'm going through today, 10 years before, I would not have resigned my job. If God would have showed me what I am today, I would not have come to this nation. If God had told me the amount of hatred that I would have, come, I would have gained after coming to ministry, I would not have come to this profession. So even though God knew everything ahead of us, he doesn't tell us. He doesn't tell everything concerning our future. For some reason, God doesn't want us to know what is very ahead of us. Instead, God is willing to, stir, willing to show 
one step. What is needed for us to take just one step. We are going to ask two questions this morning. Number one, why Lord one step? Why one step? Second question, why not miles ahead? Why Lord one step? The one step is the most important step in our lives for many different reasons. Number one, we need to know what is just in front of us. God is showing us just only one step. Many times we do not know the dangers that are ahead of us, that are just in front of us. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17, Paul writes here in Ephesians 5, he says, see then that you walk circumspectly. That simply means carefully. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. God wants us to walk carefully. If God's, well, God shows us things which are ahead of us, far ahead of us, we will lose focus on what is next to us, what is immediately in front of us. Everything that appears real, there is a fake. For every branded drugs, there is a generic drug. I'm not saying it's fake, it's a generic drug. Every real appearance, there is a fake reality behind and God wants us to know the danger that is ahead of us. We need to know the toxic people in our lives. They are very dangerous. And they come in front of us. I know they, 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 they want to be treated in many different ways. And when we deal with them, we find that they are dangerous. But at times it becomes too late for us to realize that they are dangerous. And God is showing us a light just for us to take one step so that we make the right decision because that decision is very important in our lives. We cannot really take our next step very lightly because it's very important. We don't know what, we, what step we need to do. At times we do not know on what we are stepping. Many times we step on in different things. It can be a rusty nail that is there. We may step onto it. It can be a poisonous cobra. It may be a broken glass bottle or it may be a slippery slope. We need to know on what we are stepping because our next step is important. That's the reason God is showing light to our feet so that we know where to put our foot. We need the light to lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us, but to release us from the evil things that are ahead of us. We need the revelation to shine light to our feet. Proverbs 27, 12, Bible says, a prudent or a wise man, <coughs> excuse me, foresees evil and hides himself. The simple or a fool pass on and are punished. Or they get into trouble. You know, what of God is saying, a prudent man, a wise man, he foresees the evil that is ahead of him or her. But a fool falls into it. This morning God is telling us why he wants us to take one step at a time. Why not God is giving the whole picture? We say that God wants us to focus on the immediate things. Number two, the next step that we are going to take is crucial for the rest of the steps 
The next step that we are going to take is very crucial for the rest of the steps. The reason God wants us to take one step at a time is simply because the next step can change the rest of our lives. If we are not careful taking this particular step in our life, the rest of the life is going to be changed and it's affected either in good way or bad way. You know, there are junctions in our lives. You would have heard so many messages too. There are junctions in our life. When we come to the junctions, we see many different ways. We see many different options. And at times, you know, if there is no sign, we are not sure in which direction we need to turn. And depending on what we choose, depending on which direction we want to go, we end up in different places in our lives. You know, the next step, maybe of deciding your life partner. Your next step, maybe you want to change your employer. Our next step, maybe you want to get a school admission or you want to pursue your higher studies or buying a house or filing a divorce or getting a medical treatment or you know deciding about your childcare whatever it may be it is important because the very next step that we take is going to define the rest of our lives many times we regret we turn back in our lives and we regret for taking wrong decisions and wrong steps in our lives God wants us to worry about the immediate step just the next step, then the future steps will be ordained, ordered by our God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our next step is crucial, certainly for the rest of our lives. It doesn't matter in what life stage we are. We all have decisions to make every day in our lives. And if the decision is postponed, if the decision is delayed, it has its own implication. And God wants us to take the right decision. You know, a child of God cannot procrastinate things in his life or her life. If God is leading you to take some decisions we need to take and move forward, then only we can follow the ways of God. God wants us to take one step at a time. We cannot go afford to go wrong. We can't be afford to go wrong in this situation. We have to do it right. We have to do the right step. You know, sometimes we take a step, you know, that's going to kill all the efforts that we put in our life to reach that point of time. Think about somebody who is climbing a mountain. Every step is important. You know, a slip of one step can pull the whole thing down. It's exactly the same that our spiritual life is. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Word of God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Every step we are called to acknowledge God. Every step we are called, we are expected to depend, lean on God. Because not just enough if you pray at the beginning of the journey. You know, we all have a, you know, we all, we all have a system in our lives built in. When you start driving a car, we need to pray. I don't know that it's good or bad or right or right or wrong. When you start a car, we must pray. And it becomes our practice. It becomes custom. You know, prayer is good. But it doesn't mean that you just make a prayer there and give the rest of the journey in the hands of God and you do whatever you want. No, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't, not, it doesn't work in that way. Every step, we need to pray. Every decision, we need to pray. Every person that we face, every challenge that comes on our way, we need to pray. 
Why Lord one step? Why not the whole picture? That's what we are trying to find out. Thirdly, we need to live our today. It's very important that we live our today. We need only one step. If we know how to take that one step, we will not worry about tomorrow. And we are expected to live our today. People who do not know how to live their today are not going to live the rest of their lives in the fullest. People do not know how to live their today. They can never live because God has created us beautiful and God has given this day as a blessing for us and you and I need to know how to live this day. It's important that we live this day. Each day has 24 hours. Am I right? Yes? You're sure? 24 hours and it has how many minutes? Nobody calculated? I calculated. It has 1,440 minutes. Okay, remember? 1,440 minutes. And how many seconds? Each day, 86,400 seconds. Are you okay? We know the math, right? How do you get there? You know? Okay, right. So we have 86,400 seconds and God wants us to live to the fullest in each second. And remember, each second once lived, it's not going to come back. Each minute once lived, it's not going to come back. Every hour that we live, it's not going to come back. We just lost it. So we need to know how to take one step at a time so that we may live in our today. We will not live in our tomorrow. This morning, I want you to get this very clearly. We make mistake here. God wants us to live in our today. People who will always worry about their tomorrow will never stop worrying about their tomorrow because remember, each day has its own tomorrow. If you worry about tomorrow, you will keep worrying every day because every day has its own tomorrow. That's why Jesus said, let tomorrow worry for its own. You live your day. Let tomorrow worry for its own. Let's read Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, the words of Jesus. <coughs> Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. What does it mean? Tomorrow has its own tomorrow. And let it worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know, God wants us to live, wants us to live to the fullest that doesn't really mean that we are going to be happy always. That, will, that simply means that we will do everything to the level best to achieve the best that we can achieve in our lives. You know, God wants us to be happy and God wants us to be satisfied and content so that you know, we will be able to achieve what we want to achieve in that day. So that one day when it's all done, we will turn back but we will never regret. We will turn back and we will never be dissatisfied and we will be never be discontent in our life. John chapter 10 verse 10, Jesus said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You know, God had promised us the abundant life in Christ that can be really experienced when we take one step at a time.
when we leave our today. So as children of God, we need to know how to live our day. We need to know how to make our day happy. We need to know how, to not, how not to worry about tomorrow and how do we handle today so that we can live the day that God has given in our lives we, so that we will not regret for it later. So we saw one, why one step? The second question we are going to ask, why not miles ahead? Why not miles ahead? If we come to know our future, you know, this is important. If we come to know the rest of our lives, the path in which we will be journeying, we lose our focus on what is just ahead of us. We talked about it. Why not miles ahead? Number one, when God shows us miles ahead, we will start worrying about our future. You know, most of the time our worry is, how do we handle the days that are ahead of me? How do we handle the months and years that are ahead of our lives? Once we start worrying about our future, we will forget how to live our day, how to live our today. You know, that's the reason God doesn't reveal the future. Because today is given in our hands. But God is holding our tomorrow. You know, that's the secret of the word of God. God has given us the today in our hands. But he's holding the tomorrow. That's where all the trouble is. That's why there are many unknowns. That's why there is so much of challenge. Today is in our hands. Tomorrow is held by God. Trying to know tomorrow is stepping out of our office and stepping into God's authority. And that is dangerous. Trying to know tomorrow is stepping out of your office because you're supposed to deal with your day. And you step out of your day and you try to know what is tomorrow, what is in the future which is under the authority of God, and that's dangerous. That's why those who try to predict the future, such as fortune tellers, palm readers and palmists, soothsayers, unfortunately, some of the Christian ministers of God, they fall into this category of predicting the future steps. Future is basically they are stepping into the realm of God and trying to access those information what God only knows. Can it be done? Yes, it can be done because God has given us gifts. We see prophets using these gifts in an abusive way to step into the office of God to know somebody's future. You may get a big picture, big revelation because you have the gift of knowing what is ahead of you. But that's not something that needs to be told to that individual. God has given you a big picture of what is ahead of that person. But what needs to be told to that individual is how to take the next step. How to take the next step. You know, we need to be careful. God wants us to take one step at a time. Prophecy at times makes mistake. It makes us to make mistake by thinking about our future. By worrying about the future based on the revelation what God has given about concerning our future. While doing that, we may take a wrong immediate steps, step. 
You know, there are many lives of children of God. They have fallen into many things which are not by God, but because God showed them which is ahead of them. And they end up in taking a wrong step. You know, every step that is ahead of us, that is in front of us is important. Unless we take the right step, we, will not, we are not going to go into the right direction. So what is important is taking the next step correct. Taking each step correctly will never get us to a wrong destination. Every step, you make sure that the next step is correct. The next step is correct. You will never end up in the wrong place. You know, that's what exactly God wants us to do. God wants us to take our next step because today is in our hands. Tomorrow is in the hand of God. That's what Bible teaches. Tomorrow is in the hand of God. I want, you to, ta- want to take you to James chapter 4, verse 13 to 15. Come, now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there. Buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. If this is the word of God, I do not know what will happen tomorrow. I don't try to know what will happen tomorrow because it is, it is something that belongs to God. I don't pray to God, Lord, show me what is ahead of me. What is in Lord coming ahead of me two years, three years down the line? I don't really want about it. If I know I can't do what I'm doing today, I want to know all that I want to know is, Lord, where can I take my next step, Lord? Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, that is in the hand of God, your tomorrow, your future is in the hand of God. If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or do that. Those who are young, you don't need to worry about your future. Future looks very hazy. Future looks very foggy. That is very true. But God is telling you, try to live here today. Those who are old, they do not worry about how you are going to end your life. How my life is going to be. Am I going to suffer all alone? Is, will there be somebody taking care of me? I don't have anybody. I don't have my children living next to me. Who is going to take care of me? That maybe you are concerned. That maybe you are crying. But God is telling you this morning, take one step at a time. Because tomorrow anyway, it's not in your hand. There is nothing, no point in worrying about tomorrow. Be happy in the Lord. Every second of the 86,400 second in a day is given by God. So let's make sure that we experience and we enjoy the day. So why minds ahead is not given to us? Once it is given, we'll start worrying about our tomorrow. Number two, we become self-sufficient. If God shows us everything, we become self-sufficient. The human nature is to secure everything. Listen to me carefully. This is is interesting. The human nature is to secure everything. If God shows the path for the rest of our life, we try to do everything to secure our future. God doesn't want us to do. He wants us to live by faith. He wants us to live by... You know, if you put all the scriptures together, they link very well. The reason why we do not know tomorrow, He wants us to... Live by faith. Many unknowns in our lives are kept to make us walking with God. Many unknowns in our lives are kept 
so that we will not become self-sufficient. Self-sufficiency, self-reliance, or self-important are some of the norms of the society today. But God expects a child of God to depend on Him. Today when we work, we save, we store things for our future, it may be found wise in our, in our eyes. <clears throat> but God looks at us and tells us, and He calls us fool. When we save money for our future to build, there is nothing wrong in doing it. But let's get the right perspective, right understanding. When we do all these things, all these safety measures when we take for our future and secure our future, God looks at us and he says, you are a fool. When we don't give something to others who may be needing it right now, listen to me carefully, don't miss this. When we... When we don't give something to others who may be needing it right now, but we may be thinking that this is needed for my future, God is calling you as a fool. We think that it may be good if I store this for my future, but whereas somebody is in need of it right now, and God tells us you are a fool. We need what we need. More than what we need belongs to others it doesn't belong to us we need what we need more than what we need doesn't really belong to us holding that other stuff is robbery and God looks at us you are a fool and he says we need to plan and save for our future but when God is in need of something or in another way when God's need becomes the priority we cannot hold we need to release. It may be our life. It may be the money. It may be the wealth. It may be the person you love the most. Whatever it may be. You can secure as long as you can secure. But when, but when God's need becomes the priority, we must release that. We must let it go. Otherwise, God is just simply calling us fool. Jesus spoke a parable. Listen to this carefully. Luke chapter 12, verses 16 to 20. We are talking about why God doesn't show a big picture of our future. If he does that, we become self-reliant. We become self-dependent. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 and 20. Then he spoke a parable to them saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, What shall I do? since I have no room to store my crops. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. Is there anything wrong? There is nothing wrong, absolutely. I gave my tithe very precisely every month without fail. But God has given me the increase. I've been faithful to the Lord. I'm doing his ministry and doing his work. I've been faithful to the Lord God and he blessed me. Now I want to big, do something big. I want to buy something bigger. There is nothing wrong. Verse 19. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have made, you have many good, goods laid up for my many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. But God said to him, fool. This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Let's never try to become self-sufficient. God wants us to depend on him for everything. I have seen people praying, you know, for a small thing. They need a dress, they need a cloth, they need to buy a toy, 
they pray. You know, that's how we teach our children. When they want something, we, what, do we, what do we say? You need to pray. You need to ask God. Now, God wants us to continue that until we die. For simple things, he wants us to depend on him. Let's take one step at a time. That makes us to depend on God. And God, finally, God is not showing miles ahead. Because we grow in our maturity as we walk. For some reason, we are not capable of handling what we are handling today, 10 years before, 20 years before. We are not capable of handling what life offers until we become mature enough. Either in the good way or in the bad way. We need to have that maturity to handle what God wants us to handle. May it be at times high responsibility in our lives. May it be fighting a chronic disease or a terminal illness. It needs its own maturity level to handle it. God wants us to take one step at a time because he doesn't want us to know what our future holds. If God shows all that our future holds, I will be shocked to see because I don't know what is ahead of me. If God opens up and told, tells me everything, we will fear, we will tremble because we don't know what is ahead of us. And we are totally not capable of handling it with this maturity level. That's why God says, take one step at a time. Unless we go there, until we reach that point where we are capable of holding those things, God will reveal those things to us. When Paul was arrested in Jerusalem for the way that he was preaching in this temple and he was defending there about his calling and he was you know, referring the way God called him on the way to Damascus. And he says, when Jesus was speaking to Saul, everybody heard, everybody, sorry, everybody saw the light but nobody heard the voice, only Paul heard, and everyone became so terrified. <laughs> and this is what Paul is asking Jesus in Acts chapter 22, verse 10. Paul says, so I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed to you to do. Arise and go to Damascus, the very immediate next step. You know, that should be the revelation when God gives you a revelation. And when you go and stab somebody on his shoulder or her shoulder, do not show everything and do not tell that this is going to how, this is how you are going to die. Do not tell that, please. Just keep those things inside of you and tell them where to put their next foot. God told Paul, you arise and you go to Damascus and you will be told there what to do. One step at a time. Even Jesus was not revealing that to Paul. Paul could have been told everything there, but Jesus did not tell him. Even though Paul had such a great revelation of God, in every minute, every time, Paul had to depend on God. If you throw out study his life history, nobody came and told him, do this and do this. You know, many times they asked him to do certain things, but he was not even listening to what people were saying. For every step, he was depending on God. Even when he was, in, he was in shipwreck, 
Even when he was, you know, when, when he was bitten by a cobra, you know, he was, every step, he was just depending on God. Even when he was in the jail, when he was writing the epistles, he was totally depending on God in his lifetime. Today, there are many unknowns that are concerning our lives, concerning our future. But let's take one, one step at a time. I just remember this hymn, beautiful hymn written by John Henry Newman. And it goes like this. Can you read that with me? Lead kindly light amid the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene. One step enough for me. Ask God to show that one step that you need to see that is ahead of you. That is enough for you. The rest of the step will be taken care. And God wants us to live the rest of our life by faith. Not by seeing what is ahead of us. But by faith for some reason God doesn't tell us what is far ahead of us. And we don't want to know what is far ahead of us. Because it belongs to God. And all that we ask is God. Show me Lord where I should put my step. Shall we all arise this morning as we close in a time of prayer?